album pops up tower. The album pops up tower. It's the album pops up tower. <laughs> right? Uh, hold on. Let me text my dad back quick because he's calling me. Um, and then we can get started here. Damn, do a podcast. Do a podcast, Dad. God, leave me alone. He's probably going to call you next, Kevin. So uh, uh, please put your phone on mute. <laughs> please tell Brad I need to that's talk how, to him. That's how Dad tends to work with us. He like he's like What's all right, Brad do? like all right, let's call all of the siblings. I got like an hour or so. Let's <laughs> just call all of the all the kids. The phone tree. Yep, we've all been in the same room before when this has happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I can get into the the intro here, and uh, then we can start breaking down uh the the stuff track by track. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to the Album Concept Hour. I am your host, Brad LeBaron, and uh, I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, John and Dave and Jake. Yeah. Oh, wait, Jake. How's it going, man? I haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah, Did I've you... been on assignment. You've been on assignment. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, anything that you can uh, you can discuss, or is it is it top secret? Top secret, I'm, but I'm back. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming back, man. It's really, it's really cool. All mankind. Uh, we have a we have a guest co-host here today. Uh, it's uh, someone that's been on once or twice. I can't quite remember, but it's my brother Kevin. Uh, uh, he was on the Run the Jewels episode for sure, and I think maybe what he up? helped me pick clips at a different time. But welcome back, Kevin. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we also have a guest for you today. Uh, we are. Uh, we're, we're we're slowing things down a little bit today. Uh, I know last week got a little hectic. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Boston that at all, but um, oh, you do remember yeah. that. Okay, all right. I'm not the only one that remembers it. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna slow things down a little bit. We're gonna get into some uh, some. Uh, well, it's I, I was gonna say jazz, but Kevin has corrected me. This is more funk than jazz. But I was saying jazz because Miles Davis well, is who we're covering today. A mixture of things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's known. He's known primarily uh, as a couple jazz, jazz artist. Albums. He's got a few. I wanted to. Um, but so we're covering Miles Davis, Two uh, Two, and uh, we thought that uh, uh, for this episode we wanted to get in some experts. So uh, today we have uh, Kevin is one of the experts, of course, and uh, we also have uh, a guest for you today. This is an uh, uh, old friend of of me and Kevin. Uh, we grew up in uh, Beloit together. Haven't seen uh, this guy in a while, but. Um, He's been playing uh, music pretty much continuously uh, since the last time we saw each other. Uh, this is my friend uh, Jojo. Verb uh, should go up. Sorry, do you put that out there? <laughs> or do you have uh, a stage name? I didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, Vivid Jojo. Vivid Jojo. Ignore that Vivid last Jojo. little bit. Uh, but um, yeah, Jojo is here. How's it going, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, we, we tried a few times to, to, to get you on, but... Uh, we tried to get Wayne and uh, JoJo together. Uh, uh, any any of you alacrity heads out there? That's significant, but um, you know, uh, it's a it's another friend uh, of mine, and um, yeah, yeah, uh, he's here to discuss a little bit of uh, Miles Davis and uh, and Tutu and uh, its kind of funky '80s kind of vibe. But uh, uh, JoJo, what you uh, 
what uh, have you been doing musically since um, I we, we last saw each other? I know it's been a, a little over a decade, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you've you've been keeping uh, busy with music this whole time, right? Yeah, honestly, uh, aside from COVID. Um, oh know, yeah, I that's true. Kind of like COVID essentially, I guess took took that whole year. Uh, well, I kind of had to because I got in a I got hit by a car uh, mm -hmm. last mm -hmm. September. Um, I was walk, right. walking a friend's dog, and just uh, yeah. car just clobbered me on the side of the Oof. road. So, oh. damn, dude! Oh, uh, trying so, to walk the dog though. Yeah. How you feel? The dog was fine. Noble, the dog's noble fine. Oh, good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, that would have been just extra bad. Oh. But, yeah. Um, but aside from that, no, I've I've been. Uh, I mean, I I was in a band that was signed for a while uh, since we last spoke, and then, mm. you know, that was. Yeah, I left them three years ago. I was playing with this blues cat, uh, Taylor, yeah, yeah. who's like phenomenal in town. But that that was pre-COVID, and then now I'm playing with this other uh, kind of like blues rock and roll cat, uh, Howard Mahan. He's been keeping me busy. Okay. okay. This dude, uh, he uh, he plays guitar seven days a week at some venue, but he also uh, went to school for law, and it just passed the bar. So now he's like a lawyer and shit. Like this guy oh, wow. is one of the busiest guys i swear on the scene so wow, it's like i'm wow. kind of okay i kind of pushed my way into playing with him because i'm like you you're a businessman you know uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna keep uh, uh shows happening yeah yeah, yeah. I actually i checked out that but that paying shows album, too that's man. a kicker that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah 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 paying shows you say yeah. that's uh that sounds well, insane i don't know what you're yeah. talking about <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, we were gonna, I, w I was gonna ask though, uh, you know, the question that we, we always ask of our, of our guests, um, and I don't know, I, I feel like I should know this already, but, uh, what are some of the, uh, uh, songs or, uh, albums or bands that really inspired you when you were, um, you know, growing up, uh, as, as a young person? Like what was it? What were you first latched on to? Um, so I first honestly latched on to uh, you remember Metallica that one song that I shall a ring not a do da ma da yeah. hey hey oh yeah so that yeah, yeah. album Whisk whiskey in I the jar do ba da da yeah folks cover yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. So my dad, I just I remember being in his Camaro driving, and he had that song and or that album, I should say, just blasting, and I was just like that rock yeah. and roll from Metallica. Uh -huh. I was uh -huh. like, oh man, like the, the, you know, so like that got me, and then like later that turned into like Slipknot. So if you remember when you first met yeah. me, I was kind of on that whole like rock and roll goth kind of stage. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and, uh, uh, the senses fail. Listening to that together, you were playing. Some yeah, there, if I, I listened yeah, to a yeah. lot of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. yeah, so that kind of came after Slipknot. Okay. So it was okay. like I went really heavy, and then I I went, I, I went really so heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah. And then I I kind of like throughout the years have been like honestly backing down. So it was like Senses Phil, Senses Phil turned into the Felix Copa. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then, then the Felix Copa is just like. Where do you go from there? You know. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. Like when I when I discovered the Felix Ross was the one who introduced me to the Felix Culp, and I was just like, "What is this?" Yeah, this? yeah, yeah. Ross also introduced me into Census Phil. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. He was oh, kind nice. of the like the music uh, prophet, if you will, of our town. Yeah. He was just he was just dispersing music to from MP3 player to MP3 player. Johnny, definitely was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm so gonna get him like in trouble, like for talking about this as as much as I do. But like, he was like, <laughs> everyone would like come to him, like, yes, please fill my iPod. Yes. <laughs> it was the best thing to happen since yeah, sliced yeah. bread. I really should get him on the podcast at some. You point. should, man. But, he'd be uh, the best. He'd be <laughs> the best person to have on it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I should really get something that like I know that he fucking maybe the felix culpa actually maybe i should actually get him for the felix culpa dude culpa would be good i, yeah, I remember him yeah. listening to em- he used to listen to emory a lot back then yeah like, yeah way yeah back then yeah the, i wonder what uh, he listens to now i don't know i really don't know i don't i don't he doesn't like post as much about that stuff and i haven't actually, I haven't actually hung out with him in a little while so um yeah he used to we used to hang out a little bit every now and again uh he'd come up to madison and uh we'd you know go out drinking and uh you know, whatever when he come into town, but um, yeah, you know, I haven't seen him in a little while, but I know he's he's had like a you know legit lighting job for a long time, so you know he's doing yeah. what he likes, and uh, yeah, yeah. So Ross, I don't know if you listen, I've never actually checked, but uh, if you want to be on the podcast, man, let me know. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, uh we have this uh album here. We got we got Miles Davis Tutu. And uh, I'm actually gonna turn to Kevin for this this one. I was gonna I was gonna ask, what do you think? Uh, uh, as a student of jazz, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm building up a lot here. Um, what do you uh, what do you think is like kind of the significance of uh, either this album or this period of like Miles Davis from because you're you are a jazz trumpeter, so like I feel like for you in particular, like Miles Davis was you're, you're a with it big figure for you is that right oh yeah i don't know it's, i think it's just an, another example of how he just continued to change like yeah and develop mm-hmm. and pursue new things all the way to the end and you know and also you know that period um in general kind of shows that he's not really he's not like some artist artist uh above everybody else sort of thing like he's yeah yeah he's he just wants to he he like in interviews, he he says he play, you know played social music. That's how he, how he mm-hmm. identified it. And that's how he saw it. Like he, yeah, well, because because some of this stuff was a little changing, controversial, developing. right? Like uh, when it was yeah, some when purists, he was, when purists, Miles was coming like, out with his different like the synth. Yeah, some of the simpler things. Yeah, you know. well, the the first there was the first change with the the kind of I don't know the Herbie Hancock esque like kind of funk thing. Fusion. I guess. Yeah, yeah, funk fusion, yeah. Uh, jazz fusion, um, that was happening a little before this, um, and then yeah. this was like a just well, he kind of his further. fusion was kind of a little different than like Herbie Hancock's fusion. Yeah, 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 yeah. The stuff that he was playing in the seventies, mm-hmm. you know, it was like like Bitches Brew was the first album of that stuff, and then like it yeah. developed in, like crazy, crazy ways from there. Well, I think uh, Jojo, you were saying that uh, Herbie Hancock started with uh miles davis right? yeah yeah, the, yeah during the second great quartet yeah yeah the second great quartet is that what it's referred to as <laughs> right yeah okay okay that's what some of these historians like yeah is you know ones that are making writing stuff online yeah. about it you know, like if you google second great quartet that's probably what, find that that's yeah comes up yeah yeah 
I'm not going to check right now. But um, I, I trust that that is the case. I, I confirm. <laughs> confirm. Jake, Jake's or on I mean, the podcast today. That's right. Know, Jake five, can confirm but... any and all facts. Jake's we trust facts him implicitly. Um, yeah, Miles was the band leader of band leaders, though, man. He yeah. really... Yeah. He really made them, you know. Like I mentioned, like John Coltrane, Herbie Hancock, Marcus Miller, you yeah. know, John yeah. John Schofield. Not too many people know that, you know. He really got yeah. his first break from from Miles and yeah, um, yeah. Tons, all the drummers that ever played with him, you know, they they all eventually had their own band. You know, Tony Williams being the, like one of the most iconic, you know. Well, it seems like from what little I've like you know heard from from this for this episode. He really cares about the drum and the bass a lot. Like from, I guess, this whole period that we're covering, it they're all on point. Um, just, I mean, the, the kind well, of the just, bass, the groove. Always, yeah. Well, I know, well, I know, he's yeah, always on point. Thing. He's the coolest motherfucker in the world. But I mean, like, <laughs> but like you know, it's got that kind of funk groove uh, with the bass lines, and uh, which is, uh, you know, I think part of why I think it reminds me of Herbie Hancock a little bit because there's like a lot of. Uh, those kind of cool, smooth bass lines, but I also don't know the kind of minute differences between them. It's you probably. Um, but yeah, you guys want to get onto a, a track though? We have a, yeah. we have a track that might demonstrate what we're we're talking about here. Um, before we get into the album proper, we're actually going to be starting back in 1981 uh, with the album uh, "The Man, The Man in the, the Man with the Horn." Man Sorry. with the horn. The man. With the horn, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and uh, this uh, is going to be from the track Shout. Uh, there's actually a lot of great ones on this one, though, so don't sleep on this album at all. It's definitely worth it. This is Shout. One second. <laughs> Like that you got some of that like that that was that uh, bongo drum or whatever bongo or congo yeah congo drum or whatever one of the, the two yeah conga <laughs> what what drum do you think that is Jojo? That's a line. you're uh, the conga he knows okay yeah. okay okay yeah yeah because the conga is smaller right now it's the bigger one fuck okay damn it <laughs> so yeah we're uh yeah we, we're not uh music experts that we that's why we have jojo and uh, Kevin you had on two here. ways to go <laughs> Red, you big <laughs> I fucked it up. I fucked both up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. But uh, yeah, that, so that that's the song though that kind of or this album of Miles, uh, uh, the man with the horn, is the one that reminded me a little bit of like Herbie Hancock's, uh, maybe not Headhunters, but maybe the one after that or before it. Headhunters is a really specific sound. I don't know. Would you agree with that, or do you think that they're? Yeah, I suppose they could be. They both. You could both say they're both under in jazz fusion of some kind. You know. Okay. Okay. But I think this era of jazz, there's like a whole, a lot of a lot of people. I mean, you guys can talk about this, but like, a lot of purists thought that this was like, in the was, jazz was dead. Like, mm -hmm. oh watching, yeah, yeah. Watching Ken Burns jazz, like yeah. Yeah. After like I don't know 1970, he's like, well, it's the end, and like, 
There's nothing more that comes <laughs> it, that way. It kind of got adopted into the it's pop just monster, over. You know, it's over. Uh, yeah. And then, then there was no like a whole jazz, other new wave music. of like straight ahead guys that came in in the nineties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's plenty of, you know, plenty of straight ahead jazz people to listen to at that point it's straight but ahead it was, jazz. Is that like, but it was like it was it was obviously like kind of going back back to the that, that the, the classic styles with that yeah. stuff too okay okay so you know, basically like, it got like war now Payton, roy hargrove and uh-huh Wynn marcellus and yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah you met it's blanchard you met one marcellus uh yeah yeah kind of briefly you shook his hand yeah. you shook his hand yeah. all right you get you shook his uh, hand <laughs> You're, you're, you have like a little bit of his power in you. Um, <laughs> Out of all the new jazz people, he's like super famous because he's yeah, in yeah, all yeah. of Ken Burns' uh, like films. Yeah, like he's in the oh, baseball yeah. one. Huh. He's in the country music one. Huh. Yeah, he's really he into just, like, education likes, uh, about it. He's like really connected. Um, yeah, yeah. Huh. And Didn't know that, but um, yeah, I'm gonna have to look at the the of history of jazz from ken burns but um yeah it, it, it was like the yeah it was a period where like historically uh yeah like you said purists are getting kind of upset with these changes miles of course doesn't give a fuck he's his whole thing is just moving forward and reinventing and um you know kind of trying to understand what the youth is uh into at any given time yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like the album though gets gets more into what I'm talking about, but um, this track is kind of like in that maybe transitionary period between like full on jazz and then like you know jazz with ele- like a lot of electronic elements. You know. Well, the the guitar in uh, this track is kind of in that funk realm, you know. You know, yeah. so that. I feel like that's kind of the transition into yeah. you know where Tutu is going, mm-hmm. you know, to ca- mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's definitely there's a few albums in between these, I think. But um, yeah, you can kind of see though with this sound uh, and what we're about to show you, kind of uh, like the real variety and just you know range that he has in general. Yeah. Um, by the way, I should say if you're, this is your first time listening, um, we we we. The, Sometimes we get into concept albums. Sometimes the concept is uh, trying to understand the music in general. So um, this is one that's more um, the the concept is jazz, and we, the we try to stay educated in all realms of the uh, of the concept album. Well, yeah, because it's uh, it's it's a little harder with jazz albums to make the argument mm-hmm. that it's a concept album because it's a lot more kind of personal or whatever, but. Well, there's there's definitely albums anyways. that are can't concepts like they're like you know old school like sweets and things that like Duke mm-hmm. Ellington has. Yeah, yeah. You know. So we're we're gonna you know uh, uh, for for some of them they there are like really connected themes through like Love Supreme for instance is the big go to. But um, oh sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're covering for the, the concept today is just the Miles Davis like. 81 to 91 really that whole decade because he he passed in 91 so um the most yeah. Of 86 oh yeah, yeah most of this two, two yeah out. most of this is 86 so um this next track is going to be our first track from 2-2 and this is uh 
Oh, it's the titular track. This is Tutu. Titular. You know what's 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 real cool about that clip? Do you really kind of feel like you're in like a smoky like jazz lounge verse? You know, <laughs> you know, like there's some people smoking stogies and cigarettes all around you, drinks, and then all of a sudden you get that nice little like little like synthesizer like just a little reach on it, you know, and it's like that yeah, rounds yeah, you. it's pretty cool. A, a, yeah, a yeah. club in the '80s. Yes, like yeah. in the uh, mid '80s. Cause He's six and skinny leather ties. Yeah, this feels like <laughs> yeah. the era. This whole this album, you can like, I don't know. If I would didn't know the year going into it, I probably could have picked. I, I'm saying that I could have picked yeah. out the year. It smells like the '80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. It, it has all of the production <laughs> techniques of the '80s uh, present. Um, it's got uh, the you know a lot of the like drum machine elements like yeah drum machine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a few samples I think yeah um, Marcus Marcus Miller programmed all that yeah that's right yeah Marcus Miller is a really important genius behind the press in this, really in this album so he, yeah. yeah he's a multi instrumentalist like he, he it's on pr- it's album, amazing he, yeah he played bla- bass clarinet uh, soprano sax he programmed and did all the synth. Um, but yeah, oh, him wow. and Miles, yeah, that yeah. whole that wow. team that they did, like you know, like just coming in nasty off with Tutu, you know, right off the bat, like yeah, if you get a yeah. chance, check check out the video if you get a chance because it's exactly what you yeah, guys are talking yeah. about, where where it's like kind of that you know just smooth, smoky, like you uh-huh. know, just I'm bad and I know I'm bad, you know, Miles. Yeah, Davis. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost like a, a a noir kind of scene, you know. Yeah. 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 No, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I've, uh, never, I don't, um, know as much, uh, about Marcus Miller, but he was on the last track, uh, that we just heard, uh, before, um, as well. So Miles has kind of already been working with this guy for a little while, um, uh, by this oh, point. Oh, yeah, and that first track, I mean, I think Marcus Miller must have been in his early 20s. Yeah, okay. So there's another, another young, uh, dude that Miles is uh, just kind of elevating and kind of because that's still something he was uh, he was kind of known for you guys are saying like uh, finding younger talent and uh, bringing them into the jazz world yeah yeah he would he would he would typically find like some young cats that were just cold and nasty and he would like like yeah. he found Tony Williams from I think Art Blakey's band and kind of like wooed him over and basically Uh stole him from that band and then that was his you know (laughs) that was his drummer then you know yeah yeah he he pretty much did the like that with a lot of a lot of young kids or just at the time kids you know marcus Uh miller being Uh one of them yeah Yeah. um it's interesting so with that in the first song that we listened to going into this one there was also that transitional period where he was leaving columbia and going into warner because this was the i'm pretty sure this was the first record uh that was released on Warner Brothers um, oh. from Columbia. Because if you okay, look back, okay. over, uh, so he was trying to, he had three albums that left with Columbia and he was trying to like knock them out. And if you look at the album Aurora, you'll notice all the titles are just colors like intro, yellow, yeah. red, indigo. 
It was just because he was just trying to get those albums done so he could go <laughs> and be on Warner Brother Records. Nice, nice. But Columbia released those records after he had already signed to Warner Brothers. So if you look, the dates are actually after, but those re- albums were recorded before. Oh, so they like were holding on to him to kind of like barter with once he made his own. Yeah, kind of. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then honestly, as far as holding on to him, Warner Brothers, uh, it, throughout the 80s and the 90s, it, pretty much up until his death, Warner Brothers was rec- recording every live record of Miles. So they're, they're sitting on a slew of Miles. And uh, they actually oh, just wow. released okay. uh, September 28th. They released the 30th anniversary uh, the Lost Concert. Uh, check it out. It's uh, okay, dude. It's okay. nasty. He he features yeah, a lot yeah. of lot of old cats that he used to play with. It was yeah. his. Uh, it was the last. It's like one of the last three uh, concerts before he died, uh-huh. and uh, he like played. He went against his own rules and played songs like old songs from his past. Like it was almost yeah. like he knew he was about to pass away and made his uh-huh, own greatest hits. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's really, really rare that an artist gets a chance to do that kind of thing. Uh, I, I think David Bowie knew he was dying when he made his last album. Um, you can kind of hear it in all of his songs. Like, he's, it's kind of themed around that. But Bowie did, so did uh, Warren Zevon as well. Who? Warren Zevon. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, it's amazing with if you get a chance to do that as an artist, like to stay relevant so long that you get a chance to make that. Um, that's fucking cool as hell. Um, would you know what year it was uh, recorded? Was it the like right up, was was it like ninety one? Like right up to like uh, the year he died? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was. Okay. Uh, I feel I like it I've was. I've heard about Could, it. Yeah, because yeah. it was uh, the thirtieth. Yeah, because ninety one. That would make this year the thirtieth anniversary. I'm pretty sure it was like the last. It might have been the last concert. Wait, he died yeah. on your birthday, right? He died a few days before. Our okay, birthday. that's right. That's right. That we used to joke that Miles had to make room for Kevin when he was in trumpet. Being his being his family, we were just like, no, no, no. It was you're you're the best. You're there. You're the you're the greatest trumpeter of all time. And I, I share my birthday with him. Ah, okay, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, George Harrison died on my birthday, but it was like not the day I was born. It was like different year. Not as interesting. But um, <laughs> who's uh, who's this? Well, uh, I I wasn't born the same year as Miles Davis, so okay, well, okay, okay, okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. I I'm thought shocked. that was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, at first I didn't. You know, I you really seem very mature. Jake. I really couldn't tell I am with really Jake mature, at, yeah. at first. Uh, but uh, yeah. So you were saying though, uh, Kevin. I think you were saying that uh, Tutu is actually a reference to a different uh, jazz artist, right? Oh no, it's, it's right. Uh, Desmond Tutu, which is that which sounds was like a, a person. Uh, Who is that? It was a, a a bishop in South Africa that was a uh, oh that's right. Or an, I don't know if it was a bishop, um, but he was a, a pastor, okay, and a leader in the anti-apartheid. Yeah, you know, like, yeah democratization of uh, south africa yeah 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 so um 
Yeah, so that's uh, if you want, you know, to ascribe a you know a, a particular theme or whatever to this, then um, you know that's what he chose as the title for the full album. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know too much about the enough about the subject to speak. I mean, maybe maybe about, that's but maybe that's uh, means that wasn't you know something like there's some, they're trying to go off of some like African influences on some of the yeah. style. I can yeah. see that a little bit. In the yeah, album. that's possible. Um, it was also, you know, a, a really talked about issue at the time. Um, it was definitely something that was in the the news a lot, and and you know, celebrities were discussing it and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this next track uh, we have for you guys is uh, called uh, Tomas. Uh, this is the this is the track. this is the one not the one song in the album that that was writ- co-written by Marcus Miller and Miles. Okay. As far as at least according so to like a Wikipedia, okay. So were the rest of them just written by Marcus Miller and then Miles? Yeah. Was, okay. Okay. So this one is the only one co-written by Miles, then. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. If I remember right. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm check it. Uh, uh, listeners, check earlier. us. Check us later. You know, like we 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 can just you guys can do it. Can confirm. You know? Oh, Jake's here. That's right. Jake can confirm. Um. Then uh, yeah, we'll move on. Uh, Jake must be right. This is Thomas. Thomas. So there are two that are not written by him, but a yeah, majority, so majority. majority of them are. So, okay. Oh, is one written by just someone other George than George Duke writes yeah. uh, okay. "Backyard Ritual" and David Gamson and Green Gartside write "Perfect Way." Well, yeah, that one was uh, a really. I when when this first one first played and I heard it, I was I got excited about this album because I like the first track fine, but like. This track was like, oh, what is this? It's like a little bit more dark and mysterious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit more. It's still kind of in the that, that noir kind of thing we were kind of yeah, mentioning before. Like, like I said, you really you really want to light up a cigarette when you're listening it to does. this. You know, it does make you want to smoke cigarettes. Watch the smoke trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I'm starting Pull to get some that. rings across the room. <laughs> um, Dude, I, but, I dig the, the 80 synth sounds in, on this yeah. one for sure. Along yeah. with that bass, that bass when he like pops it, you know, every now and again. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just knows exactly where, like, when to when to hit it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Throwing in them fills too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with it's it's a really really fun. Um, well, well, that, so one thing me and Kevin were talking about a little bit when we were picking these clips is like, um, some one thing that unfortunately happens with this uh, uh, kind of. Uh, a jazz funk fusion with a lot of electronic elements uh, is that it's replicated a lot in TV and film of the time and like, you know, moving forward to the point where like when I was hearing this the first time, I was like, oh, this sounds like the background of like a old Law and Order episode or something. You know, <laughs> it sounds like you know, it, it sounds like stuff that people are tr- are, rep- are trying to replicate in those mediums, but it's got so much more in it because they're like masters at their instruments and stuff. Yeah, I was thinking like the Weather Channel. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the easy but listening channel of some water, sort. Watermelon <sighs> Man was used by uh, the Weather Channel like the most of any track. So that's really what we, when we did that, when we did um, Headhunters, that's what they had said. Yeah, no, it's um it's making weather funky. Yeah, no, I I would be I would be staying on the channel for sure if, if some some headhunters just started coming up. Um, but yeah, like it, it it what we were getting at though is it kind of like I think tarnished the perception of this sound, you know, because um I don't know if if you don't you know if you don't have that context, it's like oh this is very cool. There's a lot of really you know interesting intricate work happening, but like it's also you know, there's a lot of copycats in the eighties with this. So guys ripping yeah. off law and order. This well, guy, it's like yeah, it's like, like, ripping like, off law and like order. jazz fans <laughs> are you know, musicians are gonna be like the studio players and stuff that are just gonna be the ones end up composing like stuff for your video games and mm-hmm. stuff for films and yeah. what, you know, whatever. T V Miles did Miles did write some films. Yeah, he yeah. did a, oh, a, yeah. a French film, right? Earlier yeah. on. And then I'm not sure what he did later, but I just know about the French film from my research. But yeah, yeah, he was involved in a couple of mediums. Um, yeah, he's a painter as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You were saying he was he's painted for a few years, took a break and painted for a little bit. Um, he also did a lot of drugs, but <laughs> yeah, that's, there's there's that. Yeah. There's also that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I was, Dude, I was, I was, I was once watching an episode of like Two and a Half Men where. Charlie was like doing like uh, kids tunes, and like he was out there like drunk in front of like a whole kid oh, audience. Yeah, that's right. That was and his, his brother was like, "Aren't you worried?" To his manager, he's like, "Aren't you worried that he's drunk?" And he's like, "Ah, he's an artist. I'd be worried if he wasn't." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So that's that's legit. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean there there definitely are uh, like certain artists that like you know uh, like very much kind of lean on that uh, aspect of their lives. Oh, he's just he's just but a badass. He didn't want to play he didn't play <laughs> he by is the just rules, a badass. you know. That's true. Yeah, no, he was he was constantly moving forward though and uh I don't know, trying to stay cool with the, the kids maybe. Well, he uh, also studied so much music theory that he was just yeah. trying to a- incorporate and implement everything from all around the world when he started touring yeah. around the world he started bringing those influences with him like if you ever check out the album sketches of spain you really you know catch a lot of those um, yeah, influences oh, yeah. around the world over there and, and he even throws yeah, like fanfare album. you know and different kind of trumpet fanfare and stuff like that yeah in yeah. it too and uh, so he like yeah he, he is like he didn't play by the rules but he understood music so much that he could just like go beyond the rules you know Oh yeah. yeah, people people don't understand that like he, he like went to Juilliard as a kid, but then then he got with Dizzy pretty quickly and Dizzy got him like on piano oh, yeah, right. pretty quickly. Cuz yeah, that was the right. thing. That was the thing in in bebop was this has started to be a change there was that people were also playing piano, you know, so that they had a ability to compose and know theory and do yeah. do more do more stuff. Yeah, that is probably good to know. But Oh, for so sure. I have a piano, man. Like it's, it's good to have a piano around, for sure. Yeah, I really need one for my studio. That's the what's one of the things I'm missing in my studio. Definitely. Yeah. Get You're going to have to get a bigger studio. I just want a tiny. I want a really, really <laughs> tiny. What a baby like, grand in here. Like maybe like two, three hands worth of space, you know? Just, yeah, just a little keyboard. I just want a few. I just want a few buttons. 
because uh, I don't like I don't like doing it on the 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 I can do it on the keyboard technically with like GarageBand or whatever, but like I just don't want to futz around with that. I would I'd rather just have a real keyboard. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna move on to another track though. We have a couple more tracks before we take a break here. Um, this next track is uh, track three from yeah track three from two two, and uh, this is Porsche. Timeline smooth tracks of the 80s, <laughs> dude. The, the production quality of that is just yeah, that's some love making. Solid music. as hell. Like that is yeah. the sound in the headphones, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. is like oh yes. Yes. So, so um, like you can feel the depth in like all the layers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it it has an atmosphere to it. Oh, yeah, an entire like atmosphere to it. Like it's it almost has like um, I don't know what it is, but that dun dun where they're just like moving up like what a half a step or whatever that is. Um, Whole step, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but <laughs> that kind of like you know weird um, kind of. Uh, uh, chord changes that are kind of like mysterious and like uh uh hypnotizing a little bit you know i love the hi-hat work in this one to be honest oh there's some really good hi-hat work yeah man like next time you listen to this one like really listen to the hi-hat just it's yeah yeah it's got this really cool uh like tripoli accent you know like it's it's just like it's sick man like yeah, uh, yeah. But also the the whole flowing of the with the synth too, and and that soprano sax with it too. What you're talking oh, about, yeah. I really dig that too. Yeah, yeah. It all really it, it comes together really well here. Like this almost sounds to me like the older track from 1981 that we listened to, but like then the synth comes in at the end that reminds you like. Well, we're in the 80s now. Yeah, this is this is 86, not 81. Right. Well, and one thing I think is difference too is that like just the the, pro- the quality of the production is just like I don't know feels cleaner and neater, whereas like the other one still felt like a little bit of the raw and it had a little bit of the rawness of the seventies in it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell that the other one like could be in the seventies. Like you could, you know, if you weren't looking at the year, you could probably think, yeah, it's probably like you know late seventies. But um. As most people know with music or with culture or whatever, like the first couple of years of a decade are really the last decade, like culturally. You know, it's not like really buffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really till like, you know, for the nineties it was wasn't really till ninety one, ninety two, you know, that people stopped wearing the uh what is the giant shoulders? Was that the thing? That was uh, the eighties, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, ninety. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, when you're thinking of music, like, 81 is pretty much the 70s as far as the sound, in, in my opinion, if you're going to, uh, you know, think of it that way. But, um, but yeah, this and one... Ultimately, it's arbitrary where you draw a line. Of course, That's of true. course, of course. Especially with, like, uh, uh, um, generations, you know? Like, like Gen Z, Gen mm-hmm. X, uh, yeah. whatever the fuck we are, millennials. It's just like they just choose like, all right, so many this year's significant. That's where the line is. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I was, I don't I was know born anymore. in 1991. We I saw the world before it started disintegrating. We saw the world before it, it changed. Was 
It was a nice world. Do you kids remember Dial Up? Man, 91 is falling apart. <laughs> oh, I think I hear it now. Um, yeah, we're You've we're got mail. we're old. Um, so I bet I bet he wrote this song because you know, uh, um, he was like he would drive around in his yellow Porsche and. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, he, this is a car. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I'm pretty oh, sure. His time with his, with his chick in his car. Uh, well, he because yeah. uh, the the band would be in the bus or whatever, but he would drive himself to the to like the gigs and uh, to like the tours <laughs> or wherever they were going, and he would drive in his car, and then uh, cops would pull him over, and they would give him shit because he was a black man driving yep. this fancy ass car. Yep. Yep. So cops, you uh-huh. know, and then uh, uh, but he would he would be like, "I'm Miles Davis," you know, and then they would pretty much be like, <laughs> like oh, "Oh shit, oh yeah." <laughs> Let you go. Like fuck, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, yeah. He had to. He had to like be inconvenienced constantly. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and that's oh, not yeah, first. Yeah. That's not the yeah. first thing for him. You know, no. he grew up in that time of history. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely experienced. He got like there's several times that just like just outside yeah. of taking a smoke break outside of a show or something like a cop would cost him like back in the day uh-huh. and shit. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. He's a success in that time, you know, being a successful black guy was just like not, you know, like yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah. you know, very uncommon at that time. Uh-huh. He was the highest yeah. paid music. Uh, he was making like three hundred k, you know, mm-hmm. like the highest paid jazz artist in that time. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like the El- jazz Elvis, was Gil Evans. Well, that and was stuff when jazz was and, demonized, and, and then, you know, with Bill Evans stuff with Bill Evans. And, yeah, and that's horrible that jazz is any point in, at, well, yeah. in music after like. The fifties and sixties, in particular, like should be demonized because there's every every other aspect of music lifts from jazz at some point. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's like jazz and blues and yeah, and exactly. stuff for the most part that makes Ugh. American music, Shit. you know. But yeah, yeah, no, it was it was uh, yeah. They they called you know weed jazz cigarettes, you know, is is another further way to demonize both at the same time. Um. Yeah, jive. It was a, they they used to say we wouldn't go jive, jive. Man. Yeah, jive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. There's uh there's that one movie that everyone's seen at this point that that uh, Reefer Madness, where if you uh, really want to see like what people thought uh, at the my, time, my girl never saw, my girl's never seen Reefer Madness, and I was like, uh, really? It's fun. It's like, a fun watch. Ah, it's, uh, it's pretty it's wild. Fun, yeah. It's pretty wild. After afterwards, you, you're like, oh, you I want to really, smoke what they're smoking. But. You really didn't know weed was that bad. I've smoked weed a long. time. I think time. someone died. <laughs> I think someone someone died in that film. Uh, but yeah, he was hit by you a got, car. Got pretty hard. Not from weed. No, hit by a car. <laughs> no, 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 no. Smoking. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because someone was acting so crazy. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, guys, the guy this? that uh, the guy that like released that film, like made the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Like he went from re-releasing huh. these like crazy movies the like Rob that Zombie. to making these no. Um, from I think New Line was the cinema, right. but I don't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not John Carpenter though, right? No, it was the I, guy. I would know if it was John Carpenter. That would be, yeah, yeah that would be common have knowledge. Seen, have you seen Halloween <laughs> Kills yet? Oh, that's right, Halloween. That's right. I always get Halloween Friday the 13th John mixed Carpenter up because they're Halloween. the same film. But, um, yeah, yeah, John Carpenter's Halloween. And uh, here, here, the new one's pretty good. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
We don't have to talk about it. Um, but uh, anyways, <laughs> we got one more track for you guys before we're gonna go on a uh, break. We're gonna we'll listen to this uh, quick track and we're gonna talk about it. This is uh, this is a track called Splatch. So here we go. This is so 80s. Sounds like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some zany sounds like right with the Yeah, I was going to say, this is another like one of those you would hear in a movie. Like, yeah, dudes, like, yeah. with, w- dudes walking with a suitcase going to work or something, you know? Uh-huh, like, those cop, uh-huh. by the way. Yeah, maybe the, the intro of a movie, like, yeah. while the credits are still coming in, you know? Definitely. Um, oh. I wrote down video game tune or <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah. What I wrote down. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't wait was Ghostbusters eighty six? The first one eighty six yeah. or eighty three or eighty four? Okay, okay, okay. So this is this is after Early Ghostbusters. Ray Parker made that whole. Didn't he yes. do the whole? Well, soundtrack? Ray, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's a whole thing with Ray Parker. Yeah, yeah, he was involved. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, this is uh, I don't wait. Is Ray Parker like uh? This is just me asking an informational question. Is he like another? music guy that was like important before that you guys know not really or is he just mostly known i was just kind of ghostbusters thing he got known for the ghostbusters thing and then they found out he ripped somebody off right yeah. I think huey lewis more or less the story yes okay he ripped huey lewis off not huey lewis it ripped him off that's what no. it is okay he I'll ripped correct. off Huey Lewis. Okay, okay, okay. He I knew, ripped I knew, off I knew, somebody yeah yeah so... there was a, there was some stuff that was i uh, want a new drug very, that was very... the song the song was "I oh, Want yeah. a New Drug." Oh yeah, then... yeah. Oh yeah, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's uh, I'm, I'm remembering the. It was like the whole vanilla. I'm remembering the YouTube video I watched again. about this. Now, uh, what did you say, Dave? It was like the vanilla under pressure all over again. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, we really put a little. We really dragged him yeah, on the bus it. after he that. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- I was so mad for a long time that I had heard the vanilla ice version before I heard the Queen version. I felt cheated. <laughs> wow. But uh, it's okay though. It's okay though. He was it's on okay. that. He was on that reality show on uh, on on UPN or WB or whatever. Um, yeah, the cool I'm thing old. about samples and music, though, I remember the it, can, it can get you interested in checking out old stuff. Yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah, I, I mean, discovered it's, a couple things that way. Like, I don't mind it too much. Like looking back now, like I'm like, oh, whatever. He's just doing whatever other you know rappers at the time ever, were ever, doing ever. as well. But um, at the time, I was like, "Dude, screw you!" Like, Queen is so much better. That's oh yeah, I, I got Definitely. you. Know. But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, this uh, did this one have um? No, no, no. This isn't the one that has a sample in it. But um, yeah, this is definitely though like very got to be very popular at the time. I think this I would track. Think so. You know, like this feels like it's very much mid '80s vibe. Like he's very, I don't know, he's pulling from the culture. A lot in this track, I guess, is what I'm saying. Definitely. There's also marimba in this. Sh- if, if you listen close, did you hear the marimba? Oh, there's some marimba in there. Well, it's like... Uh, is that the I'm splatch, sure maybe? A... Is that splatch? Is that what the splatch is? <laughs> splatch. I'm still trying to That's figure out what the splatch is. That's a name for a song. <laughs> splatch. That's the name of this song, Jeff. That's how the song. I know yeah, that's, that's how song. the song. Okay, okay, okay. Feel. Just, just make yeah, make yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a great name for a song. Yeah, like, yeah. 
That's probably I agree. what they're like. I agree. What should it's, we name this? It evokes splash. I, it gives me a lot of thoughts. You know, I, I wonder about it. But he just—it's probably just like this is just what came out of his mouth when he was like writing down the titles. I don't know. Splash. Um, well, I wonder if it's because that uh, the first note, you know, wing, dun, 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 you know, like splash. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, oh, yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Splash. <laughs> yeah, there's like different ways to like try yeah. to like you know use vowel sounds and things to like try yeah. to make sounds yeah. sound like the articulation mm-hmm. of like an instrument, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or or a sound, you know. Well, yeah, that, that's that's a key part of jazz, as you were talking, you know, telling me back in the day was like it's um, you know, it's it's your voice that you are performing and you're that's coming out of your your instrument you know um and i don't know if you're not if your ear isn't attuned to listening to that kind of thing then it just sounds like an instrumental track you know um but you know with someone like miles you can hear you know what he's trying to convey pretty well because he's miles or whatever kevin i hope you pick this uh this inspires you to pick your trumpet back up man yeah, dude, it is. It is a little bit. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've been playing my. Tr- I've been playing my trombone again, man. Oh yeah, dude. yeah. We, I, we yeah, brass is uh, a bitch, though. You know what's that? Brass is a bitch, though. You know, it, it's so still much... fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of a lot of flexibility. Yeah, studies. You know, to get things to working right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta. You gotta. I always, uh, always love the practice. improv part of the trombone, though. Myself, I was. I, I, I play oh, the, the fact that it's not too. like it's not like uh, uh, sections notes. You oh, have to it like was, put it, it was right hard side. to find those notes. Sometimes. Yeah, it's easier to get the seven positions when it's just different combinations yeah, yeah, yeah. of the buttons. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some instruments where like you just it's just an area that you're trying to get the you have to kind of know where the note is ear wise and then you find it. I was pretty um, decent. I was never very good at brass i played uh tuba for one year uh with jeff in the back oh i remember that just (laughs) because i wanted to hang out with the band kids for my last year of high school yeah Uh, i did that instead of calculus so (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah i played i played tuba mediocrely to poorly for about a year and it was fun i played uh, my baritone for the first time in well, since the pandemic started, and I surprised, I surprised myself with, yeah, with, uh, the way yeah. I could play still, so without any practicing at all. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like maybe it, instruments are kind of like riding a bike. Like you might be a little wobbly, and you know, it might take some time to get you know your chops back up. But once you start riding, and you know, and going up and down hills, yeah. you start getting more comfortable, and you know, you you can mm-hmm. just. Yeah. If yeah. you've done it for, I don't know what the threshold would be, but like my mom played in high school or up through until high school, a couple years of high school. Okay. She didn't play for 20 to 30 years and she picked it back up again and she's playing again. Not, you know, super great, but she remembers what to do and yeah. how to play. So, yeah. I should pick up my guitar, man. Do it's it. Been, it's just been sitting there in my room I was staring about at maybe me. Trying to. Trying to pick up guitar. Yeah. I messed with it back in the day. Yeah, yeah. 
Dust those instruments off. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You know, winter's coming up. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like, you know, get, yeah, get, into, get, get into an instrument instead of yeah. a video game. Uh-huh, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I played the recorder up until fourth grade. Oh, yeah. Pick it back up. Oh, weird Dave, style. Pick it back up. Friend. Yeah, you could go pro. Man, we got you know? a band. Yeah. yeah. And the triangle in middle school, so, you know, we got a band. Send your yeah. audition yeah. into Weird Al, man. <laughs> Come on. Man. Songs to be heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's here's my here's my triangle solo. I want you to use this in your next track, Weird Al, please. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on to our break, guys. Uh, but we're gonna be right back with the second half of uh, this album, Two Two, by Miles Davis. Uh, so don't go away. Hello, everybody. It's Brack, and you're listening to the album Concept Hour. Don't go party. Welcome back, everybody, to the Album Concept Hour. Uh, we are here in the second half of our podcast about Miles Davis's Tutu. Uh, you know uh, the normal crew. Uh, we also have a special uh, uh, guest co-host, uh, Kevin LeBaron, my, my brother. And uh, we have our guest, Vivid Jojo, here as well. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, so, Jojo... I was thinking here, so before we roll into the second half of the podcast, we always have a question that we like to ask our newcomers here, and that would be, uh, like, what are your, like, anywhere from, like, three to five, like, albums that you would want to have if you were on a desert island? Yes. You get get stuck on a desert island, you got a record player, you can listen to, like, three to five, you can pick three to five albums to keep you from going insane. There, there is First a bike all, that if powers I was stuck the record. On a player. desert island, island with a record player, those, if it was vinyl, they would warp. <laughs> <laughs> well, real, yeah. Well, we have the professor from the desert island. I mean, if it's a straight up desert island, you're, you're, fine. you're you're fucked, man. Well, so I mean, this is. You know, I mean, I, I will, if it's a deserted island that has some stuff to live off of. I will say this: this is kind of a more of a Gilligan's Island situation. So we do have a few like desert contraptions to. There's a bunch of random boats with technology to help do stuff. Well, there's there's a bike and stuff likes to wash ashore. Everyone. Some stuff washes ashore. We have a bike that actually powers the record player, so there needs to be someone pedaling it at all times. Um, what if I had a Walkman? You know, you remember those? Oh, a Walkman. I don't know if we have an aux cord. I had those. Uh, yeah, I don't know if one of those has washed ashore yet, but uh, right now it's discman. right now it's just albums. But uh, uh, we should get we should definitely get an aux port. I mean, th- but this this question because of iPods, you don't even have to have this question. That's one of the things that I always thought was amazing about. No, iPod. there's no iPods. Like, there's Kevin. no iPods on the no. iPod. Kevin. Do you know that they still they do are, make they are iPods? Though? Disallowed all oh, MP3 yeah. players. Are you gonna charge it? Are cut off this. It's a banishable banishable offense to bring an MP3 player onto the island. I'll give you the uh, rundown of my top 200 albums. God damn it. This is probably the most backstory the album the, the this segment has had. But um, yeah, what's your uh, what, what about you, Jojo? What is your uh, desert island? When your iPod breaks, what do you listen to? Yeah. All right, all right. My iPod breaks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would really uh, I get down with the uh, Tower of Power Soul Vaccination, the live the live Soul Vaccination album. Okay, okay, that's a really good album. Yeah. Um, 
You know, I'm a Big Miles fan, so I would choose the, his live um, album called We Want Miles. It, okay. That one's got John Pierre, which is like a piece of art. Yeah. Um, I really dig on Lettuce, and I'll keep it with the live because, you know, bands always sound good live. And they got a live in Tokyo album that, that kills. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're a big live fan. Like in general, you you like real you really enjoy like live albums. I typically um, do because man, you can yeah. feel it, man. You really yeah yeah, f- you know like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like there's a lot of studio albums that I do like, but mm-hmm. the I mean, you just there's nothing. I mean, even when playing music, man, like you know, yeah. I'm telling you to play yeah. your instruments, but if you guys like, so after COVID, the first time I went back on stage, I was playing my congas with uh, uh, Howard Mahan. Yeah. And just the the it, the feeling that I got from entertaining and the and the and, mm-hmm. and the crowd fe- feeding off my energy, it was just like it was like yeah, this is why I used to do this, and this is why I need mm-hmm. to continue to do this. So yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. So to be honest, when I listen to like live albums, I can feel that in the musicians who yeah. are on the who are on the recording. You know, they're mm-hmm. putting their heart and soul in every note and. So I really yeah, want to dig on yeah. live albums. I really okay. And when you okay. and when you do find a good live band, you know that you can listen to on an album. Yeah, they yeah. Sound good live, like even then, like that's that's something special, you know. Yeah, you really like, should hold on to that. I think there were that's a few cool. live albums that I had when I was younger that were like some random emo bands that were doing live. But, like it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't very good. No way. As like like it wasn't like some of this stuff. You know what I mean. What bands? Uh, so this, so I was just I don't I didn't want to blow stuff. up anyone. Uh, okay, we can uh, talk afterwards. It's, it was under oath. Uh, that was the one I was a little disappointed. <laughs> but um, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was but uh, yeah, no. I mean, when you get a really good live album, though, it is just like the the bands. The last waltz is one of my favorite live albums. Um, wow. Just because you can really you really feel yeah we you really feel the the concert experience uh, when you're listening to it. The Allman Brothers Live is fantastic. Allman Brothers Live too, yeah, yeah. That's... Live at Fillmore East, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Did, and did you want to add, did you want two more, or do you want to stop at three? Oh, uh, man. <laughs> do what? Do Go two more? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a deadhead? Do you like the dead? I like Grateful Dead, but... There's a lot of great live albums from the dead. It's yeah, like, yeah. Too many. September seventeenth, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that's right. That's right. It's it's very it's a very specific, uh, uh, uh album naming convention, <laughs> whatever day and place it was. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Felix Copa. Um, Ooh, yes. Uh, yes, yes. It could be honestly any one of their albums. Uh, to be honest, uh, if you're going to do EP, like you smash them all together because you know, like EPs are too short. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I would do Commitment because it's a full length album, or even um, the the newer one. Uh, what was that? Uh, Sever, Less style. Sever your roots. Yeah. yeah. Either yeah. either one of those, yeah. uh, I could definitely uh, mm-hmm. have on my washed up Walkman or or my record player. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Choice. Well, I know Sever your roots came out on vinyl. Um, I don't know if commitment ever did, but um, we'll allow it. We will definitely allow it, though. There, there are ways. Um, and uh, yeah, the EPs, man. Like, uh, ah, they they make good EPs. 
Like they made good everything, man. Yeah, 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 that was, yeah. That was some very good picks. Ah, uh, man, I really, I can't wait till we cover the Felix Copa so I can fully nerd out on on every little bit of of those. Every uh, nook and cranny. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, what about the number five? Uh, any combo number five? Any uh, jumping out of you? For five, it's Mambo number five on repeat. Dude, it was a, that was a, yeah, that was actually a meme at work. Like uh, this summer when I was working on a school, man. Like these coworkers, it was loud environment, and like some coworkers would get a big ass stereo and they just like repeat, go on repeat <laughs> with Mambo number five while they're like wiring up some MC. Yeah, yeah. Were they just trolling people, or do they legitimately want that song? I, I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is kind of a stage, I think, uh, of uh, a rite of passage between coworkers. You know, just the then you also have to live through song. hearing that played again and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you 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 all live through it. <sighs> yeah. All right, all right, Jojo, you got you got uh, five seconds. All right, I'm gonna put uh, it, I'm gonna put it on the timer. I'm gonna put it on the clock. All right, putting on the timer. five five one thousand. Call a friend too. Four one thousand. Yeah, can I phone a friend? On Three that? one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> what album would it be? What We're not gonna be? hold you to this. You could change it at any time. Just give us number five. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh... Or you you can't you can just leave it at four. I mean, that's if you want. I mean, it's a big it's a big decision. It's bold, but you can do it. It's bold, but it's allowed. What if, uh, I mean, to be honest, I dig on a lot of lettuce, so I'll put, okay. uh, I'll put Rage in there, the, le- okay. the album Rage, okay. which nice. is an early, early lettuce album. Okay. Um, nice. But there's a lot of good songs on that I, one, and my nephew, I, my nephew has a favorite on that one. Okay. Nice. I've only listened to the Tokyo one, but it was like, it was amazing, amazingly impressive, like the first time I heard it, like. Yeah. Oh, dude, that. listen to it again. It'll be just as impressive, I swear. Dude, Cron uh, yeah. Dutch, that the song Cron Dutch, I don't think they ever recorded it in a studio, but that song is like, I don't know where it came from or what, what the deal is with it, but it's yeah. like so cool because they're like playing off time and it's like, uh-huh. you, but it's so like jazzy and funky at the same uh, oh, time. Oh, yeah, it's, it's in the pocket. Like, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, go, all go, right. Go re-listen to, to that check, one for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check those out. I haven't, I haven't heard uh, lettuce before, uh, so I'm gonna have to look into that. Dude, um, a, a, like, if you want to shake your booty and like have yeah. a good time, lettuce, all right. man. If all right, I listen all right. to lettuce like almost every day because it, you can't listen <laughs> to funk. You seriously, ah! you can't, you can't listen to funk music and be in a bad or a sad mood. So if you yeah, wake up yeah, and yeah. you know have That's your cup point. of coffee and and l- start listening to funk music. This you're just gonna best, have yeah. a good day. This is the best yeah. conversation about lettuce I've ever had. It's lettuce that you That's want. A, That's a great, yeah, great yeah. idea. Organic. Lives. Sometimes I get yeah. I listen to too much of the bad vibe music, and you know, it gets get you set up with the negative the attitude. You know, yeah, change yeah. it. Like man. some you know metal, metal. You know, it gets uh-huh. heavy, uh-huh. but there's some oh, good yeah. stuff in there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, well, listen uh, to some, try it, man. Listen to some lettuce. And, uh, I will. I, I definitely will. I definitely will. All right, well, uh, we're going to get back into uh, Miles Davis's 2-2. We got uh, track uh, five coming up for you guys. This is uh, the track called Backyard Ritual. So here we go. Wait a little. <laughs> Thank you. 
baby making music. Yeah, definitely. But like a little bit darker than the other one, you know? A little bit moodier than the other one. Moody, moody. Moody, moody. Down and dirty. Um, this one gave me Terminator vibes, actually. That's what it made me think of, actually, <laughs> was the original Terminator movie. Which, was that 80s or was that actually 70s? First no, one was no, 80s. Terminator's was First one was 80s. 80s. Okay, Terminator was like mid, okay. late mid. All right, all right. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely, for me, gave me uh, uh, there we go. Terminator there we vibes. Go. Mid-80s. 84. 84. 84. All right, all right. Right around that time, right around that time. Um, but uh, Kevin, you were telling me uh, uh, off mic that um, he has, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He has some kind of um, themes that go throughout uh, uh, some of his, his albums as far as some like darker subject matter. Um, this one says it's called Backyard Ritual. That was the oh. one was you know. Well, it's, some of his song, his albums that have themes aren't necessarily always dark, but yeah, you yeah. know, he like like JoJo mentioned, like he has albums like Sketches of Spain and like uh, uh, other albums like The Eleventh okay. and stuff, where it's like you know a certain certain theme together and other and other things that you know are really their own own little thing. Okay, okay, but he doesn't have like some like fascination with the occult or anything. Uh, okay, I don't okay. think not that I'm aware of. He's a dark and mysterious guy. Spirit. He's like kind of has a brooding, a brooding attitude. Of, you know, is <laughs> okay. kind of was... like part of who he is. Like, okay, all right. I mean, it's just part of like his sound throughout a lot of the years, in my opinion. And that's well, one he, thing I like about it. He was known as the Prince of Darkness. Like that was one of his like nicknames given to him by oh, really? fans and stuff. Yeah, that was like one, that was a thing. Uh. Also, he. Uh, his house, like he pretty much like it looked like a trap house essentially, where he blocked you know all the windows, <laughs> and uh, yeah, when he yeah. when he oh, yeah. got to a point where he had enough money, he actually remodeled his house to where there was no corners in the house, where everything was round. What? And, he, and the <laughs> guy who remodeled it was like, "What?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm paying you. You gotta do this, you know, like." So he, uh, his whole house was round, and I'm pretty sure it was wow. so he, when he played trumpet, it would go throughout the whole house. Oh, it changed the acoustics. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But, he, but even then, you know, he still had the windows blocked. He was just always known as the Prince of Darkness, and even on stage, yeah. you know, he would have that vibe where, you know, he I'm not talking to the crowd. We're playing song into next song, you know, and it was just that yeah. people, no, when people called him the prince of darkness because of that you know as where you got like dizzy like and all these other cats who were like trying to impress people and he was like no nah, i'm just playing my songs oh yeah, yeah he was like a, a new generation of 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 being like that and that's why he has the reputation of being like the coolest motherfucker yeah out there. yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Honestly, osborne just had a snort and hands and eat a bad head yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, he just remodeled his house <laughs> ripped it off of the stage yeah yeah Apparently he didn't know that was a uh, live bat. No, he did not. Yeah, he thought it was a. He was thought it was a, a, a fake prop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, Ozzy probably didn't know what he was doing at the time. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a fair assumption. Ozzy's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's va- vastly different people. Ozzy. He and... was kicked out. Of Black <laughs> 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 I mean, Same I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's true. That there are two different princes of darkness. Uh, 
one of rock, been, one of been a one of jazz. weird collab. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. The one that we 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 didn't know that we we needed. But, uh, the one that got yeah. away. The one that got away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and, and oddly, like, oddly, geez, Ozzy's still amazing. around. But um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, we got another track for you guys. Uh, uh, would you, wait, do you guys have any thoughts about that uh, that track in particular, though? I mean, it's a uh, uh, nice, dark, and smoky again. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like the I like the mysteriousness of it. It's it's some real Mystique. good sax. Mystique. It's some real good sax. You know. Yeah, I mean, as far as the sax, like one thing I was surprised about, like, I forgot. I totally before we check, we're checking this out for this podcast. Yeah. Like I totally forgot that the Marcus Miller was like was the sax player on it. Like checking it out again and i'm like holy shit this guy is so multi-talented right that he can do all of this at once yeah like yeah yeah i mean he's because uh let's see it's actually uh well he's so so good at all of them yeah yeah marcus Marcus played the soprano like he played bass clarinet on this album he played uh uh soprano sax and he did all the synth and stuff too yeah, yeah, he did a lot on this album. Um, like compared to the other other two, you know, main people here, we have Miles Davis on trumpet and uh, Paulinho da Costa on percussion. So um, yeah, he's got you know, bass, guitar, guitar, synthesizers, drum machine. Yeah, so yeah, he's got like eight right things or something that he's yeah. he's he's uh, pulled the weight on in uh, in a lot of this album. So. Yeah, definitely. The versatility is just super impressive. Yeah, like, weirdly more of his album though than Miles in a way because he he wrote more of this than than Miles did. But Miles which is was interesting. A huge collaborator in general though. So Miles got the Grammy say? for the record though for the best so, uh, soloist. Uh, well, you know performance. That's, that's did he bring because, yeah. Marcus on stage with him or did 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 Marcus get like one of the things too? <laughs> I'm not I sure. I don't know how that works. I don't know. See, how that works. like really, you got a shout it out. It takes years for the Grammys <laughs> yeah. to like. You have to hold it, take a picture. Out. You know, when they when they first make an award, it's a general award. And then, uh-huh. then it takes years to branch. Dude, out. fuck the Grammys, man. Yeah, <laughs> man, fuck seriously. The <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, definitely like the Grammys. Are slow, no, there's some system. good, some decent things about it, I guess, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I well, think it doesn't like it has been good for a while, bro. Yeah, it brings white people together. It brings white people together. You're right, Dave. It does. It does. That's true. <laughs> we do like handing out awards for achievement. Well, yeah, we're yeah. A big fan well of that. done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's its own. Everybody gets cool. an A plus. Um, you leave, everyone gets one for everybody gets well, one I mean, star. I mean, ever ever yeah. since I mean, ever since the the thing happened with Kendrick, like they lost all credibility. Yeah, so, that's that's, that's um, one thing that did it for me. For yeah, sure. no, that was that was it. That was it, man. There's been a lot of moments, uh, but uh, oh. it wasn't. It definitely wasn't the perfect way to deal with that award, which is this song. Boo do do. Um, I do have to say, I was thinking Ghostbusters with this one too, but 
was thinking um, Mr. Mom. Again, it's not the music's fault. It's the other media around the music. Gosh, all right, sucking it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is like this was this is like t- like better Ghostbusters. All right. Well, I'm, not, I'm not helping where, my case. In a world where mu- music <laughs> but, um, is like assaulted at you, you're going to take your ideas from that kind of music. Yeah, if yeah. That's what you hear. Then you. That's what you're thinking. Well, because that's about, kind of, I know? guess, the theme of this like great. episode is like his, you know. His ability to morph and change, change and with uh, with time, because um, yeah, I mean, he died in ninety one, so like it was, you know, for I don't know, a lot of us like he wasn't like a common thing talked about every day in common culture or whatever. You know what I mean? His time yeah. is mostly past at that point, but um, for you, for me, um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's probably just for me. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Now that I have heard a little bit of, of his like later career stuff, like I, I realize more that he was relevant all the way till the end, not just like, you know, only in the jazz period or Miles um, Davis is a fucking legend. He's a legend. He is a he's a goddamn legend. And uh, this this uh, music that we're covering today is kind of showing me that a little bit. Yeah, what do you think? What do you guys think of this track, though? Do you think it's uh, it's um, very very soundtracky, or is it? You think it's it's? What, I don't know, Kevin. What do you think of it, Kevin Jojo? I I, I I think of like being in a convertible, cruising on a nice day with this track. You know, it's just mm-hmm, like a happy, mm-hmm. happy yeah. track. You know, yeah, personal. Yeah, oh, yeah sunny you know? skies. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. called Perfect Way, so I mean, it is like kind of yeah. like evoking some of that. You know, but as as Kevin said on the last track, I think this is actually a really good example of Marcus Miller's talents because he he plays mm-hmm. the wind instruments that you know we had mentioned uh, the soprano sax yeah. and the bass clarinet, but he also you know made the beat and the synth and slaps it on the bass throughout the whole track. You know, Just slapping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, slapping the bass. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, had to say it. <laughs> well, I mean, what I don't is know that if you guys don't know it, but you I know, Marcus you, Miller is like huh? not known. I love you, man. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Love you, man. okay, okay. He's very okay. well known right. for his, uh, his his bass playing. Stop the bass. More than yeah, yeah. more than his uh, sax playing. You know, I mean, it, that's, oh, definitely. it's definitely coming through. Like like this album has got a lot of really great uh, uh, bass parts. Um, I got some Marcus albums. Uh, some of his vinyls, his solo albums. I'm pretty oh, sure Stanley okay. Clark got his got his break with Miles. I could be wrong on that. If someone want to okay. Google it, but okay, okay, I'm pretty sure Stanley and Marcus both got their first break from him. But Marcus, yeah. dude, you, if you get a chance, listen to his, some of his solo work, man. It's good. Well, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's, I mean, if he's doing most of this, I mean, he's fucking yeah, he's good at what he does. Anyway, yeah. he's been with Miles for a while at this point too. So like, he's. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be really curious to see what his solo stuff is after this. You know, like what he does after having known Miles, um, personally for a little bit. You know, and being uh, the composer and producer and doing yeah. all that. You know, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Basically, starting out uh, with your solo stuff already like ready to go. You know, which is just you know awesome when you can do that. Um. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's not much, much else uh, to, to. If anyone else has anything to say about the track, I mean, you say it. It sounds like a soundtrack, but it's almost like if you put this on, it could be like your soundtrack as you're walking around, driving around. Yeah. And you just like make it your That's own right. album, your own. That's true. It's our soundtrack. It's so relaxing. Like yeah. it's like, just like any album from Miles, you just you just get sucked into this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like it's. Um, that's one thing. I mean, I, I noticed a brief, a little bit when I was listening to just the Miles Davis radio or whatever. Like it's, it's all really like listenable for. Um, you know, it's mostly pretty listenable for non jazz aficionados. You know, it's a little more accessible than uh, some of the other. Well, especially big for names. an '80s market that it was released to. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of calls. Yeah, and he's he's clearly trying to to reach to a younger audience as well and get their input on what he's doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's. Um, this is the first time I've actually heard this album. I've, there's a lot of miles I've I've got in my collection, but I've never actually listened to this album before. Yeah, I have no idea how this hit in '86, where it stood, mm-hmm. like chart. I don't know, like what it impacted. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I have no yeah, idea so either. so many people know of the like like late fifties yeah. and early sixties stuff, but charts wise, um, U.S. Billboard two hundred it hit uh, one forty one as was its peak. Okay, okay, so it got yeah, it was it, number twenty seven in uh, Switzerland. Got, uh, yeah. got, got, got one or two hits. Because I feel like by the time you hit like the mid eighties, eighty six, where this came out, yeah. And I almost have this feeling that jazz wasn't as popular as like as it has jazz been. Was like, dead. It's, like it's it's coming down, but like it's changing, mm-hmm. it's evolving, it's always different. Yeah, yeah. But it feels like the the audience keeps like it just gets narrow because how like everything else is blowing up between like every mm-hmm. genre at this point now. Yeah, has exploded. Yeah. Uh huh. And it feels like it's just like it's it's coming in there. It's creeping. Yeah. It's like hey, Miles Davis. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's, it comes in quiet, here. but it's yeah, it gets sucked in be- between like everything that again yeah. in '86 you uh-huh. have almost every genre now is is just going crazy. Yeah, yeah, there was a, like the the kind Exploding. of pop machine that is, was in full force mm-hmm. at that point, you know, pop, pop monster. Pop. Yeah, yeah, just swallows everything. Everything is now coming into like fashion. merchandising of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah coming into merchandising. How can we make money? Yeah. Compare, like this is amazing. Yeah, but I think like in the, like when you're talking about '86, when you're out there, like yeah, I think it just yeah. got like pushed so far you. out of the way. Like. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna move on to another track though. Um, this is uh, number seven. Um, Don't lose your mind. And uh, oh, I think this is the one that has a little bit of the the kind of reggae influence. So this is Don't lose it your is. mind. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Love that. That is a very good, like, merger clip of, like, Exactly what we're talking about. Well, yeah, you know? like like you were just talking about a second ago, Dave. Like the the samples, like this is very much an '86. You know, this is when people are really starting to fuck around with samples oh, more. It's going. It's just starting to get yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, what, were you going to say something, John? No, no. You you're pretty much going into the same thing I was going to say, but okay. like I was I was just talking about like how like it's really like a, you know, it 
it, you, you get like a lot of that eighties in there, but then you still get a little of that reggae, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which was like, um, but and then it's still a newer it's still really of, uh, kind of smoky, yeah. You know? So he's really uh, I like just, how it's like a, really it's almost like a, a church pipe organ synth for the sound, yeah, and it has like a punch to it, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little more punchier than um, some of the more electronic uh, dub sound. Because like this, this like so, so I feel like there's a little reggae and and there's a little dub in this track. Am I right? It's kind of getting like almost the second wave of ska by '86 at this point too. So you kind of oh yeah, that's the, yep. the well, ska stuff. Jojo explained earlier how it's not nice, you know, it's not exactly dub. Dub's like you know a certain different development from reggae. Yeah, well, I was just saying, like, because later in the song, there's like there's elements of like, like warping the the sound electronically. Okay, yeah. Um, but earlier in the song, there's not. It's just it's just at the clip that we picked. There's like a little bit more um, effects going on. So yeah, I he, suppose. It, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess this is kind of a crossroad of of those things. These he, he's kind of trying to draw inspiration from maybe. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, there. This was definitely this sound was definitely getting uh, uh, pretty popular for for some people uh, at the time. I mean, Sublime came. Well, uh, I mean, I know that's not the best example of this, but I mean, Sublime was the most is the most popular uh, example of this sound uh, to like the well, larger audience. Like Bob Marley, right? Well, of you, course, Bob Marley. But UB40 would be a better example during that time for that time. Yeah, frame. no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a more UB40 legit reference. That sound. Yeah. Or even Toots and the Matles, you know, like they were around mm-hmm. back then too, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, but Miles was good about incorporating just like different worldly, especially yeah. like uh, I think we said this earlier. Or I might have mentioned it, like when he was like starting a tour around the world, mm-hmm. and this would be a good example. Yeah, with like of, sketches of Spain and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, think this yeah. would be a good example of you know in- incorporating that like that raga feel. You know, and then you yeah. mentioned the dub because, it, which it is kind of very much dub because of the synths and all that going on with it, which uh-huh. original dub was, you know, the guy behind the board, you know, turning turning down things, turning on delays and stuff. Yeah. So as you got like essentially Marcus making beats, making it dub like, um, yeah. and then throwing that that reggae bass on it, you know, that repetitive like vamp, yeah. you know. Which yeah, reggae yeah. is all a vamp, is all reggae. So and then you got the that dun dun on top of that that skank, which would be your reggae yeah. skank. So it's it's very dub raga, you know, incorporated yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a fusion of a lot of things that he's just he's representing because he's. I feel yeah. like he's always trying to represent like what he's hearing as best as he can or something. You know. I always love hearing drummers' explanations of stuff like this. You guys like you really <laughs> know, yeah, yeah, really know what you're talking about. No, how to how to articulate it well. You know, yeah, oh, thank you, yeah. man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, cause, I mean, because drums, uh, those are pretty freaking technical, right? Like, I, I never. You got yeah, you got to be in. I've never been able to all get the patterns into of, the, of the, zone the grooves and things and what what yeah, what we call like a different things like yeah. Aves, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Know. Like I've only ever been able to do like the hi hat, bass drum, and snare, and anything else completely breaks <laughs> me. 
Um, well, do do that, <laughs> and, but yeah. also vibe like so to be like a really good yeah. drummer, you, you got to be able to just like change your style to who you're playing with. So uh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if you're playing blues, you know, if you want if you want to get paid, you know, it's like I'll pay you to play blues. OK, I'll pay you to come play classic rock. OK, you know, like I'll come uh-huh, pay you to uh-huh. play Latin, you know, it's like to yeah. be yeah. versatile. It is like to be able to listen to all those instruments and mesh yeah. with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. I think that's the best way to hear of. their individual voices, you know. Definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, this was uh, uh, "Don't Lose Your Mind." Um, definitely, like, kind of the, the title evokes a little bit of uh, that genre too. Um, but got one more track for you guys. This is uh, a little track called "Full Nelson," and uh, wait, which. I forget which of you two were explaining this one to me. Kevin, uh, yeah, you, Kevin? I was, yeah, I I, oh. I just read somewhere online that like it's uh, supposedly the name is supposed to be reference to true. Um, Nelson Mandela, and then yeah. also um, uh, Miles Davis had a song back in the day called Half Nelson. So yeah, yeah. Nod to that and as well. Did we talk about uh, the Prince part of this and the Prince? Oh yeah, Prince, Prince was Prince gonna be on a couple of songs. Or something. Oh, and his that's name is right. Prince Rogers Nelson. That was his yeah. last name too. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but uh, maybe oh. it's a but he triple out meaning due to undisclosed reasons. Probably because he was doing a lot at that point in his career. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you gotta look back in this recording. What was happening around this time? Like, what would have been busy? Um, this is, I think, around when a movie came out that he directed. Purple Rain. Not Purple Rain, but it was another Purple album Rain. slash movie thing. I can't recall it right now. I did. I, I found it in my research, but um, he yeah, talks I think about I, it in his book. I think to he be was honest. busy. <laughs> he he does talk about this in his book, but I, to be honest, it's been so long since I read it that I kind of forgot. But I yeah. do. Yeah, he's he specifically talks about Tutu and mentions Full Nelson and. Uh huh. Well, I'm sure they both wanted to connect. You know, they probably had respect for one another. I would think. Well, they um, they all. I'm sure he knew him. Honestly, I knew he loved uh, Michael Jackson and Prince, and he actually uh, has a uh, album, "You're Under Arrest," where he covers two Michael Jackson songs. So he uh, yeah. also he also had a lot of respect for Hendrix, and in his book he actually wrote he was like, man, like um, I met Hendrix and he was such a talented cat, but he I asked him to <laughs> to play uh, I forgot what chord it was, but he asked him to play some chord, and Hendrix is like, oh man, you just play it, I'll feel it out. And so he pretty much was like, I realized then Jimi Hendrix had just no music theory, he just plays really good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Feeling the music. Which is like it's two very different paths, you know. Like some people are just self-taught, and that's their thing. And then like other people just, just, yeah, just can't th- comprehend that, you know. It's like they can hear and speak the language, but right. just can't re- read and write it. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's actually fucking. And the, but that's part of that. part. I think that's part of why they're better at times because they're more in touch with that with their ear in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a it's a really um, like. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really special when that that happens. Um, but yeah, this is Full Nelson. Um, yeah, we've talked about it. this is Full Nelson. It's the Full Nelson. It's the Full Nelson. <laughs> it's a good song.
Kind of feels like credits, you know. Like it is the last song of the. Uh, it's album. the last song, and I think it feels like it, you know. Yeah. What do you guys think? A, a very, a very nice final conclusion. Yeah. 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 Burr, burr, burr. It's a good feeling song, man. I d- I dig this track to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a fun track. It's uh like kind of like perfect way and like um it really it really keeps Porsche going. yeah has kind of a similar kind of like oh yeah just gonna have a lazy day drive around smoke a cigar maybe I don't know what he smoked really Ferris Bueller's <laughs> kind of day off <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, it really does roll uh-huh. with that whole yeah, eighties yeah, yeah. feel too though. This you could know? you could totally so. put one of these songs over that scene where they're joyriding in the car, you know. How Miles just plays hooking from Rick uh-huh. Gordon and leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah, Miles is in the middle of the, the three guys. Got his Ferrari or his Porsche just driving around. Yeah, yeah. That's really what that movie's missing is the Miles Davis uh cameo, I think. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have too much to say about this track, though. It's 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 a really um, uh, a cool way to end the album. I think uh, it really fits. Um, and uh, yeah, I, don't know. I feel like we said a lot about it before the track. But you guys want to move on to another track now? We got one more track. We got we got one more. This, that's the end of this album. Biggie, 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 bonus. We do. Uh, we want to show the whole like you know breadth of his. Uh, career and so uh yeah we had really shout decade, really or yeah yeah that's right the, the 81 to 91 essentially so uh shout was from 81 this album's from 86 and then the track you're about to hear is from Remember 90 well it came out in 92 but it was recorded in 91 because that's when uh miles davis passed so um this is uh it was released posthumously uh with easy mo b this is the doo-bop song. While he take the doo-hop, but mix it with bebop, just like a maker in the shoe shop, easy moby will cream you like the new gap. And usually we do our bucks as miles wanna cool out. You can do that, miles. Blow your trumpet, show the people this one is the doo-bop. Just digging that doo-bop sound, just digging that yeah. doo-bop sound. Oh, that's great. So um yeah, you can hear there's quite a change between 86 and, uh, you know, this recording from 91. You know, um, again, trying to continue to roll with follow the, the... Roll with the picture. Right? Yeah, yeah, roll with what was, was happening. And uh, I got to say, this guy, Easy Mo B, he must have been shitting his pants in the studio. <laughs> like, Like, can you imagine, like, trying to, like, come up with, like, a rap for... A jazz legend like right in front of him like i don't know i i just have to imagine that that must have been a really interesting experience for him but i don't know much about easy, easy Mo-B, Mo-B, is a big but... deal too though right i don't I, actually I don't, know, I don't, know. I, I don't know much about him but i've heard about heard I mean, about if he, play, if he played with miles history. he had to have been like the shit you know what i mean like um Unless Miles just saw something in him and was like, no, I want you. I want you in my <laughs> hip-hop album. Um, but well, yeah, like, there's, there's like... rap in here. There's there's lyrics. There's like, you know, it's it's a whole different uh, uh, experience for, for this track. And I, like the, I like the clip that you got, too, because like, it, it had a little bit of callback to him, too. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Then, you know, you play all. 
Yeah, yeah. I do wonder if this was like if the rap was recorded then or later, but um in early 1991, Davis called upon his friend Russell Simmons and asked him to find some young producers who could help him create this kind of music, leading to Davis's collaboration with Easy Mo B. Okay, so um, yeah, kind of like uh, uh, like we've been saying earlier, he like you know was very intentional of seeking out uh, someone uh, that was newer and kind of represented um, you know the newer newer styles of production. Want to do with that? Oh, and there's a there, there's a thing for. That um that live one he was talking about that says released in '93, Miles and Quincy live at Montreux, or I don't know how you say that. But. Yeah, I think I that's think how you say it. Montreux. That's how I've been saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, uh Miles Davis and Quincy Jones, and then oh, had shit. all those like all those old guys, other 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 legends. Yeah, of the genre. Yeah, on there yeah. too. That's right. nuts. Man, I need I I fucking need that in my record collection like right now, like holy shit. Um. <laughs> Didn't wasn't Wu Tang coming out around this time too? Like I feel like oh, this is a good, man, yeah, you're right. So I feel like this is a good we example missed. of him keeping yeah. up with time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tribe called Quest, right? Tribe called Quest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some the of the end. really yeah. 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 yeah, it was there. That was that was yeah. It literally was the time when a lot of hip hop artists were talking about jazz. Um, there's I, I have the rebirth of cool. Quest has just, just we got the jazz. I believe was this one. Yeah, day. so this yes. was a time when when yeah people were definitely picking back up jazz and reincorporating it into rap music. So even like not just jazz, but the first well, time know, here like the chronic, just like the what Dr. Dre used for like mm-hmm. all the seventies and eighties, just yeah. like the funk and oh yeah, because I mean that's what hip hop is all about is like is sampling little bits of the old stuff and making something oh, yeah. completely new. new. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's what I'm uh, was doing in those videos you were you were talking about you know off the camera or whatever but I was yeah. sampling uh, like James Brown into my SX and then playing drums over it is yeah like, recre- yeah recreating hip hop essentially live. yeah I I really yeah I love how Dude, you yeah. were doing that in a couple of the videos like definitely um uh, uh we'll we'll get to it in the plugs but check out uh, uh Vivid JoJo's YouTube channel he's got some really cool videos of of I are you um. Improvising over them, yeah, like totally, totally. Okay, okay, that's what nice. I thought. That's what I thought. Uh, I was wondering if, like, we were wondering actually when we were watching him, like, all right, did he Damn, pl- practice all this or did he improvise it? Stuff, but yeah, yeah, fucking dope though. Um, Thank you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of which, we probably should actually move on to the plug section. We've we've had a good time talking about Miles Davis, but uh, we've had a pretty good day um, yeah, we we uh, we have one more section it's of been the podcast. A real jazz, it's a real real jazz. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have one more part of the podcast where we go around the horn and uh, ask what everyone has been listening to and what they have to plug. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to go first, and then I'm going to uh, uh, leave the room for a minute because I need to use the restroom. And then uh, I'm going to go around the horn, and then everyone else can can uh, plug their stuff. Uh, as for me, I've been listening to uh, I was listening to some Vivid JoJo today on his YouTube channel. It's very good. Um, if you've been appreciating some of the stuff that you've been hearing today and uh, for my plug I will say uh, just check out the link tree uh, I've been putting a lot of a lot of work into the, the link tree it's a, a link uh, tr.ee slash flyover state park 
And uh, that's got everything that uh, I'm doing podcast wise. About that big five zero, Brad. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Thank you so much for reminding me. Um, there, uh, there's something I got to talk to you guys about. Um, I finally, I know, I know, I know, I haven't talked about it in a while, but uh, uh, I used to be listen. I used to listen to this this playlist a lot. Uh, uh, this Desert Island playlist, and I, I would not stop listening to it until we got to 50. And uh, I got to say, guys, we got to 50 on Discord. So I can stop keeping that in my regular rotation, and I can move on to more music. So thank you so much for, for giving us 50 Discord followers. If you want to uh, join the Discord, please look in the uh, the link in the description or go to the link that I mentioned earlier, that link tree slash Flyer State Park. So um yeah, come uh, come on in, talk about the music you like, and uh, give us your Desert Island Five. Um, but uh, yeah, as as far as the rest of the plugs, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to uh, 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 we'll do Jake, then JoJo, and then Dave, John, and Kevin. We have so many people tonight. This is great. Um, so yeah, Jake, take it away. All right. Well, uh, happy to be back from my assignment and uh <laughs> continuing uh to to have under the covers Wednesday morning 6 to 8 a.m. uh central time on 91.7 WSUM um FM Madison and then also 92.5 WISY 1 to 3 in the afternoon uh there's a new way to get to that uh online at the Mesomani Music Conservancy dot org. And if you just go to that page you can get to the uh the link for the station online. But also uh the the show is available as a podcast on Spotify if you've got a free account or you're paying either way you can get the show anytime as a podcast. And uh, if you got a full Spotify account, you can listen to the entire show uh, that way with all the music. And uh, yeah, we got an episode of Between the Sheets, which is a podcast exclusive where we go into different artists. That's going to be coming out with a two-parter coming up with Eddie Van Halen. Uh, part one's going to be coming out soon. I just got to gotta uh, do a little work on the posts end of that and um on the show this week for under the covers we have uh jerry lee lewis chuck mangione delbert mcclinton emmy lou harris johnny nash ike turner uh simon and garfunkel the flying burrito brothers all White Yoakum, uh ricky skaggs chris stapleton the sir douglas quintet Damn, the Eagles. Boy. You got a jam-packed um, list. Judy Collins, Eric Clapton, and Bonnie Raitt. And there's a couple other ones I didn't name, but yeah. That's and, what we and, got going on. And you have do you uh, I, I I don't think I've ever asked this, but do you have actually like a, a list on your your page uh, that people can uh find for the episodes? Uh a list of what? Oh, a list of the songs for each each new. Oh new yeah. That come so out. every all those are uh, it's all listed on Spinatron, and then obviously right. all also on um, on Spotify. There's also because everything's listed. Oh, that's um, right. All yeah, the Spotify. songs are in there too. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We used to do this thing called the mystery song, 
and where people would call in and like guess the song. Uh-huh. But now that the show's on Spotify, it kind of ruins the surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we don't do the mystery song. A little, anymore. little different. Oh, sure. Yeah, but, but we also I just started this, um, like a month ago. We started. I I got a phone number for the show. People can call in at any time and leave a voicemail, <laughs> or, or text the line. Yeah, and then I'm gonna include the voicemail on the show. Nice. So like last week we had a person. Uh, What's ask a, for a song and i'm gonna play it what's the play number voicemail. what's the number uh 608-572-7226 all right all right i 608-572-7226 anybody can call that at any time it goes yeah. straight to voicemail and you will get yourselves on the show so and and jojo sorry we'll get to your plugs in a second i just made another i just made a phone number for flyover state park it is uh this one it is one six it's one six oh eight hit nerd H I T N E R D. It's the only acronym I could come up with with the, the, the numbers oh, that I was sounds given. Sounds violent. But uh it's it's about great, it's like greatest hits. I'm that like a, a hit, I'm like a nerd great. for greatest hits. <laughs> what are we but a know. bunch of music nerds? Um, I'll but, take uh, it. So that's what Sounds I came up with great. for my number. I got I got to come up with one for mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It, it's it's fun. You get to <laughs> Yeah, hit nerd. That's what I came up with. But that's I do great. not condone the violence of ner- uh, against nerds. Um but uh Jojo, what what about you? What do you got to uh what are you listening to lately? What do you got to plug? Um uh, I I listen to a lot of funky stuff lately. Um All right. To be honest, yeah. Um, In a real real funk zone lately. Yeah, I'm always yeah, I always keep it funky for the I most mean, part. I mean, hey, there's there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, as far as plugging, I got a lot of shows coming up. Uh, I have a bands in town. Oh, tight. Um, uh, Vivid Jojo on pretty much every social media. But if you go to bands in yeah. town, you can see my my list. Uh, what was that? What uh, was that called? Uh, bands in town. Are you familiar with that app? I don't think so. Is that like for to to find like local artists or something? Yeah, yeah, check it out. Uh, okay. Download it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. an app. Essentially, you can link it up with if you have a Spotify, and it'll uh, like essentially if that if a band that you listen to comes near town, it'll notify you like, hey, uh, census fails coming to town, or hey, <laughs> under oath, yeah. you know, like any of that <laughs> oh, stuff yeah. you listen to. Okay, okay, I didn't know that was a thing. That's really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. But um, um, aside from that, Vivid Jojo on. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, yeah, yeah. Facebook, all all the things. Yeah, you've been posting pretty regularly on your YouTube lately with uh, different, um, you know, videos of you like drumming with uh, uh, you said like you were saying the turntable, and then there's one where you're drumming with a uh, cl- uh, Get the sample uh, tag going. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. If you want to see some like really uh, badass drumming, uh, if you're a drummer yourself out there, uh, definitely check out this channel. So. Appreciate um it. yeah yeah um uh what about you uh we'll we'll go to dave uh uh dave yes you in the mystery spot there hello what are you listening to and in, uh what do you have to plug? in the corner yeah nobody uh, puts dave in the corner except for me i put dave in the corner <laughs> the last uh 
I had a lot of things, but the last couple of days I hit pretty hard was uh, the band Screeching Weasel, an old band, a uh, punk band out of That's Chicago. Screeching Weasel is always good. They're uh, the original back from the first couple albums they did. The original drummer passed away yesterday. Oh, so I okay. went through just a lot R. of like P. the first couple albums, and I couldn't stop. I went all the way probably yeah. to the mid '90s, but yeah, yeah, definitely check out like Bugatti 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 Bugatti. This is their second Bugatti, album. Bugatti, Bugatti. Just uh, okay. very intense. They're close to I think it was Adrenaline OD, Angry Simones, Circle Jerks, and Black Flag. Is the kind of listened to is like more aggressive okay. before like okay. the third album came out, which is yeah. more of a Ramon style. Okay. okay. But uh, still fun. Yeah. Still energy. Still hilarious. Still funny. Yeah. Yeah. But check that out. Check any of the uh, the next few ones like uh, My Brain Hurts, Wiggle, and Anthem for You Tomorrow. Just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's my plug. Just like, great early. I like My Brain Hurts. Yes. For, uh, it's fantastic. That's just that's nice. Uh, what about you, John? What are you listening to lately? What do you got to plug? Uh I've been listening to just a lot of '90s music lately. Um, actually, right. uh, right. I've been listening to a lot of Santana uh, tracks. Nice, uh, uh, Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that album from '99. It's a real banger. Yeah, that's you a know, banger. Just like him playing his music in the background and getting other other people out there to sing. It's it's real. I think it was banger, huge. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was oh, huge yeah. album. It was, it was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, there's a series on Netflix. Uh, got rob lowe on it and it, he talks about like real cliches of hollywood okay uh it's, it's pretty good i recommend it okay uh, five okay stars. nice yeah. nice yeah. and uh what about you kevin we got you last what have you been listening to lately and uh what do you got to plug uh, i don't think i have anything to plug but um <laughs> lately just uh, just recently jpeg mafia came out with a new album oh yeah it's uh lp is the title of the album. Um, LP. It's LP. just LP with exclamation just, point. Yeah. Just the letter L, not E. No, never mind. Just, yeah. It wouldn't be the letter L and like the letter P and then exclamation point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a great album. If I mean, if you like experimental hip-hop yeah, and are, are into that, then it's, uh, you know, he just continues to change and develop. Yeah, you've been listening to them for uh, a little bit now. Like, yeah, or him. Them. It's like, yeah. basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. he does... He does all the production, yeah. even and, and even all the way to the mixing and mastering, and then mm-hmm. he's like the main, you know, he's, he raps over it too. He's like a Marcus Miller. He's like yeah. a Marcus Miller, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, Kevin, you like you like Hiatus Coyote? Oh yeah, I, dude, I've been sleeping on the. Uh, I hadn't actually checked out uh, the whole new album. I've heard the singles, and they're they're dope. Dude, check right. out the album. It's it's pretty really good. Yeah. Uh, some of them you want bass though. Make sure you got some subs because some of them like the bass just slaps, man. Ah oh, man. Oh yeah, I imagine they pre- they could probably have some stuff that has like a little more of that subtle bass too, where like it's not loud enough, like it's buried, you don't even hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I yeah. said if if yeah. you get a chance, try to try to listen to it where there's some subs because it like you really get the full effect of the album when like if yeah. you're. If you can, if you can, you know. Otherwise, just listen to it because it's it's honestly a good album. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the the previous one, uh, "Choose Your Weapon," was dope. Like, yeah, like not a lot of people are able to like get that k- kind of uh, that kind of fusion of those elements and and do it well. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. certainly certainly nail it. Yeah, do you, do you get into hip hop at all, JoJo? Yeah, dude, I get down. Uh, I'll have to check out 
check. You said JPEG Mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I uh, I've been thinking about uh, you know as far as uh, putting videos on YouTube, keeping them like explicit. You know, like I don't know if I haven't crossed that border yet. So it's like, do I want? You know, because a lot of rap, you know, let's be real, they oh, curse yeah. a lot, you know? Yeah. Oh, and, it's, and, and it's some pretty intense lyrics. Joe, yeah. Joe, you know, Rubens yeah. Who is that? Wugazi. It's Wugazi. It's, it's a, a mashup of Wu-Tang yeah. and the punk band Fugazi. Oh, no, I haven't checked them out. Literally, check yeah, that out. Yeah. You will love it. Yeah, those mashups are always my favorite on YouTube when they take, uh, 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 what was it? I don't know, some of them work. No, well, I mean, I just like the, I like the tr- them. I don't know. I just like the attempt, I guess. But um, I mean, this is up there with really like this up there with like the Gray album. This is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, well done. It's yeah, the Gray album is like one of the first. If you had no idea who Fugazi or Wu Tang was, and you listen, it's like this is an amazing band. What is yeah. this? Like you have, it sounds so amazingly. I really enjoy uh, uh, thirty six. Uh, what was it? Thirty six chambers of strawberry fields or something. No, no, no. Thirty six chambers. Um, um. Anyway, uh, uh. That is. Uh. Is that all you have to? All you've been listening to, Kevin? Or uh, is there? Well, a... I mean, no, that's not all I've been listening to. Well, I mean, but... you don't have to go through. Every, I mean, <laughs> you know. uh. But uh. I I checked out uh checked out uh that band um. The that you're in the old number fives, the most recent album. I listened through that a couple times today. It was it was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a solid, um, solid pr- production. Well, and then like solid uh, composition. Yeah. With the so that things like things had a nice progression and and had variations of songs and nice textural elements. That's actually so I didn't record. I'm not on that on those tracks. Oh, just, okay. Just so you know, uh, that's my buddy uh, Adam Watson on on drums. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah. Um, I kind of pl- so you play with them with them, live with or them I, I play like more percussion, uh, but it's like live. Like so, I don't. Uh, I okay. mean, if they ever uh, asked me to be on a record, I definitely would do it. But I've been okay. playing more with Howard, but I'm not on his records either. But if you get a chance, he's got some records out. Um, uh, under uh, one's Howard Mahan, the other one's Howard Mahan and the Levy Workers, uh, which was his first yeah. EP. Um, but okay. uh, I kind of play with, I guess, both of those okay. guys. But okay. I'm not on the records. Just, just let it clear that you know, yeah, put that in, yeah. in the air there, you know. Well, put <laughs> oh, yeah. put okay. JoJo yeah. on your records, guys. Yeah, what are you come doing? On now. <laughs> come on, come on, get him in the studio. Let's do it. Uh, they will no, eventually. I'm, I, I'm glad that you're. I'm glad you're playing though. I'm glad you're. You've continued and uh, you've been. You know, you've you've just gotten like so much, so much freaking better than when I like last like left you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I saw the music like, stream oh, and made shit. it happen, man. It's yeah. like so. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a lot uh, of people can pull that off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're 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 still doing it, and uh, I, I, Killing I, it man. yeah, I'm glad that you're you're, you're doing it, and uh, thanks for being on the podcast. I really, really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, if I'm ever, if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, I'm definitely gonna hit you up, man. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, uh, yeah, thanks for t- t- talking to Miles Davis with us. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, it's a pleasure, man. I, I'm very grateful to be on the show, and thanks for having me. And 
You know, it's cool to be in the in the seat where Marky was. You know, just not too long yeah. ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh. So, and you know, uh, and, and uh, maybe I can even get you back for a little bit of alacrity talk. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should try to get or, Wayne on that one too. We should. We really should, man. Yeah, yeah. Or Maybe I don't know if he'd want to, but I will ask. I will definitely ask him. I don't know if he wants to dive in because we we kind of did him dirty. But um, uh, 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 but you know, I would love to have him back. Honestly, like he's definitely one of my like top ones that like friends that I want to get on the podcast at some point. So Wayne, if you're listening, or if any friend of Wayne Wierowski listening, I, I definitely want to try to get him on uh, at some point. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how Wayne feels about it. But um, yeah, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, we will uh, see you guys next week for another episode of The Outcomes. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Jake the Snake Foster. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Join the discussion on our Discord, tweet to us at Album Concept Pod, or for everything else, go to Linktree slash Flyover State Park. See you on Side B. Flyover State Park, you are clear to land.